Hello, and welcome to the Almost Enlightened podcast. I'm your host, Alex Morin, and I am excited to bring you a new episode today that revolves around making mistakes. Something I am excellent at doing. But make no mistake, this episode is deliberate and brought to you by the many, many times I've goofed up, miscalculated, misjudged, misunderstood, gone down the wrong path, or just plain old screwed it up. I know you're going to enjoy this one, so without any additional pomp and uncircumstance, here it is. Just yesterday, I made a mistake that was totally preventable. There were no resounding consequences to my mistake, just a bit of a bruised ego. However, it did get me thinking about the nature of mistakes and what exactly they are. So why don't we start there? What is a mistake? Is it an incorrect answer on an exam? Is it taking a wrong turn? Is it the wrong thing spoken at an inappropriate time? What is a mistake? I decided to turn to the trusty Cambridge Dictionary to steer me in the right direction, and here's what I found. A mistake is an action, decision, or judgment that produces an unwanted or unintentional result. Hmm. So there appears to be a cause and effect relationship when it comes to mistakes. That's the first component. But the effect seems to have to be unwanted or unintentional. And that is the second component. So we seem to be talking about a cause and effect relationship in which the outcome wasn't premeditated. How truly interesting. Notice that the dictionary definition didn't cast judgment on the effect by saying that the result has to be bad or negative. Yet, to me, a mistake is most often associated with a negative consequence as opposed to being something positive. But before we go down that road, let's explore the first component of a mistake, the cause and effect relationship. We're used to cause and effect. In fact, anything in the world with mass, also known as weight, is subject to Newton's third law of motion, which states that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Not that cause and effect are the same as action and reaction, but there are similarities. So this concept of cause and effect certainly isn't foreign to us, especially in the physical world. It just means that whenever we apply a force to something physical, we'll call that the action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. Where action and reaction differ from cause and effect is that cause and effect can also apply to the non-physical world, as in, if I bully someone, the effects may be complex and might include shame, anger, hurt, suffering, or any number of reactions that the cause might elicit on the target of my bullying. So to bring this conversation back to the concept of mistakes, there has to be a cause. And if we're talking about the non-physical world, what is that cause? Let's see. If you back it right up, wouldn't that cause necessarily have to be thought? Let's think back to that definition of a mistake for a second, in which the mistake is an action, decision, or judgment that produces an unwanted or unintentional result. 
So whether we're in action, making a decision, or casting a judgment, thought is in some way, shape, or form involved. And this leads me to a really interesting hypothesis, and that is that mistakes can only be made by a thinking mind. Now, you might be wondering about unintentional actions, like unknowingly swatting a fly on your face only to break your glasses. But I would argue that even the action of swatting the fly was precipitated by a thought, even if that thought was subconscious, as in a reflex. And as far as we know, since nature doesn't think, or at least think the same way we do, then it can't make any mistakes. For instance, when a tree falls down and crushes a parked car, it wasn't a mistake that was made by the tree, was it? But you might say that it was a mistake for the driver of that car to have parked right under a massive tree, even if the action had an unintended result, which is the very definition of a mistake. A mistake, therefore, is only a mistake if the result is something other than what we'd intended. So in the tree example, if I were to have parked my car under a massive oak tree, gone somewhere to do my grocery shopping, and returned to find my car crushed beneath an oak tree, then my parking of the car would have been a mistake, albeit an unintended one. It's funny that it only becomes a mistake once the crushed car is observed. As far as I was concerned, I'd made no mistakes with my parking job when I was doing my grocery shopping. However, the moment I saw my crushed car, I realized that it was a mistake to have parked my car in that location. So now we have to account for another variable when it comes to mistakes, and that's realization or awareness. Mistakes, then, are relative. They're relative to realization and awareness which are contingent upon time and experience. Ooh boy, was it a mistake to build an episode on this topic? Tell you what, we'll find out in time, won't we? A mistake being relative to awareness is certainly a relevant topic these days. Investigative journalism and access to information through the internet has certainly allowed anyone with internet access to see the world and its history through a whole new lens the lens of present-day awareness. When historical facts are seen through modern-day perspectives, it opens the door to a reinterpretation of history. With the benefit of modern-day awareness, it's very simple to view past actions and judge them against today's standards, seeing them as mistakes. And a special note here, I am not condoning anyone's abhorrent behavior or using historical context as an excuse for malicious or evil actions. But I am pointing out that something as simple as allowing our children to be unseatbelted in a moving car back in the 1970s or 80s would be seen as a mistake today, whereas it wouldn't have conjured a second thought only a few decades ago. Thus, mistakes are also a moving target relative to one's level of awareness. So let's stop and recap here for a second. A mistake is an unintended or unwanted consequence as a result of an action, decision, or judgment. It must be precipitated by a thought, it's relative to observation or examination, and it's also relative to one's level of awareness. These mistake things seem to be very flexible, don't they? So is it conceivable then that in two decades from this day, we'll discover that many of our actions, decisions, and judgments 
had terribly unwanted repercussions. Is the product of our lives nothing more than a series of mistakes that have led us to where we are at this exact moment? And here's the million-dollar question. Are mistakes necessary for our growth and evolution as a species? The reason I ask that question is because I fail to think of many life lessons I've learned that didn't require the making of multiple mistakes. From learning how to ride a bike, to being a husband, to being a podcaster, the chief culprit in my advancement has been the mistakes I've made and the corresponding action I've taken after having made those mistakes. Now, I'm not discounting the lessons my parents, teachers, mentors, or friends have taught me. But even in spite of those lessons, I've still made mistakes, and it's those mistakes that have allowed me an opportunity to grow. Hey, here's a fun exercise. Substitute the word mistake for experience, and you'll see that there's not too much difference in spirit between the two words. When we do that, substitute experience for mistake, we see that a mistake is merely an experience. When someone says they're experienced, it's kind of cool to think that that may mean that they've made a ton of mistakes. Now, I'll readily tell you that anything I'm particularly good at has been the result of lots of mistakes. I should totally consider adding the title of mistake guru to my resume. And if you study great athletes or accomplished academics, what you'll quickly discover is that their greatest achievements went hand in hand with numerous mistakes. Earlier in this episode, I pointed out that mistakes often tend to have a negative connotation. And I wonder why that is. Could it be that some mistakes are painful, as in slicing the tip of one's finger off while dicing tomatoes? Because a mistake doesn't always have to be painful or negative. One day, I was recording some music and made a mistake on the chord I was playing. After reviewing the take, I discovered that my mistake was in fact my favorite part of the recording. So I guess you could say that some mistakes you wouldn't want to make a second time, like chopping a finger off, and others simply become a part of your go-to habits, like the new chord I mistakenly discovered. Either way, mistakes are experiences that can and often do alter future behavior. Now there's an interesting topic to ponder. A mistake can often serve as a big billboard that tells you the way to your destination. If my destination is a beautiful bruschetta, then slicing my fingertip off in the past serves as a massive metaphorical billboard that tells me to cut my tomatoes in a certain way so that I don't cut off another fingertip. In other words, my mistake lives with me and actually helps me avoid making the same or similar mistakes in the future. Unless that is, I make that mistake again. And again. And again. How does that expression go? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That expression conveys the notion that if we don't learn our lessons from the mistakes we've made in the past, then we have ourselves to blame. You might just as easily say that the first mistake is a gimme, whereas the second one places the onus on me. Failing to learn from our mistakes is something that I think most people can relate to. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why there are some mistakes that we tend to make 
over and over again. Could it be that the lesson we're supposed to learn is so multifaceted that we've failed to build the proper foundation from which to explore that mistake? Or could it be that there's a fear that's greater than our current ability to get past the lesson? I often wonder about this when I make the same mistake twice, or more times than that. As I pointed out in the episode The Wall, one of my biggest fears has been the fear of criticism. Now, there's little value in trying to figure out how that came to be, but there sure is a ton of value in asking myself what I can do to eliminate or improve upon that fear. And what I've come to realize is that in attempting to work on that fear, I'm making less of the same mistakes I used to make. For example, there have been numerous times in my life when I've let a fear of criticism override an intuitive notion. More specifically, I can recall many times when I failed to articulate a bright idea because I felt that the idea would be ridiculed, only to see that idea implemented with great success by somebody else at a later date. That's just one of the less embarrassing mistakes that I've repeated a few times. But I know for certain that there are still things that I'm working on and for which I see myself making the same mistake again, in spite of knowing that I've got something that needs to be addressed. I suppose that boils down to the possibility that you're only ever going to learn from your mistakes when you're ready to learn from those mistakes. And this is where awareness comes into play. Have you ever stopped to really think about the way you feel when you correct a mistake or learn from your mistakes? There's a feeling of expansiveness, isn't there? I often feel that in sport when I make a correction based on a previous error, and the new result is spectacular. I feel proud. I feel accomplished. I feel like I learned and mastered something. Now, the opposite feeling is the feeling of despondency when you make the same mistake a second time or a third time. And it's quite interesting that oftentimes it isn't being wrong or making a mistake that makes us feel this way. It's the awareness of the mistake that stings the most. You can be dead wrong about something, making mistakes left, right, and center. But until you realize that you're making mistakes, it's not really going to hurt. It's the realization of the mistake that hurts. Thus, one of the keys to learning is the hand-in-hand -hand relationship of making mistakes and opening up one's awareness. Unfortunately, what often gets in the way of that progress is a desire to be perfect. Now, I won't pontificate on society's obsession with perfect teeth, perfect relationships, perfect kids, perfect jobs, perfect vacations, or perfect social media images. I suppose I just did pontificate. But I will say that almost nothing in life goes according to plan. Short of answering a fixed math question, and even then, there are so many variables to contend with in life that it's impossible to predict every effect stemming from every cause. And when we attempt to do that, we're only setting ourselves up for disappointment. Because to make mistakes, is to be learning. If we're not making mistakes, then we're probably not learning. You're ready to learn from your mistakes when you begin to feel them. Just think about teenagers for a moment. I can tell my teens about a potential hazard with their plans until I'm blue in the face. 
the odd time they'll listen to my experience and avoid a costly mistake. But more often than not, they have to experience the mistake themselves in order to really learn and assimilate the lesson so that they can move forward and truly learn from the experience. And this is because they now feel the lesson as opposed to understanding it from a theoretical or mind-based perspective. This is one more reason why it's so important to listen and feel what our hearts are telling us. In previous episodes, we've done a lot of talking about the heart and the benefits of shifting our awareness from the mind to the heart. To me, this is one more compelling reason why it's so important to listen to our hearts. What I'm learning these days is that your heart holds the answer to most of life's big questions. Among those big questions is, who am I? Making mistakes, ironically, and in my opinion, is a terrific way to get to know oneself. When you realize that you've made a mistake, it's an opportunity to evaluate your beliefs and habits, and then to move forward into a future of your own choosing. If a mistake is nothing more than an unintended or unwanted result, then it's not consistent with who you are or who you want to be. The making of a mistake is simply an indication that you have an opportunity to shift your thoughts into the reality of your choosing. Mistakes are necessary and they're natural. You can use them to realign your trajectory while at the same time acknowledging that mistakes are actually a gift, provided we learn from them and discover a little bit more about ourselves. So what about that mistake I made the other day? The one that started off this whole episode and got me thinking about creating it. Well, I guess you could say that the mistake led to the creation of another podcast episode that I'm proud to pin to the Almost Enlightened banner. I guess you could say that it was an important mistake because there were plenty of unintended results and a realization that I can choose to correct that mistake and change the very direction of my life. And all of that stems from a tiny little mistake that if I shared it with you, you would simply laugh. Is that my fear of criticism? Or have I learned that I don't have to say everything that's on my mind? In fact, it's probably best that I don't. Hey, thanks for listening today and always know that I appreciate you.